The Carolina Hurricanes are struggling through a difficult road trip, but Jared Ellis of Locked On Carolina Hurricanes is here to discuss what's going wrong and what they can do to get back on track. We've got that and a lot more on today's Locked On NHL podcast. Your Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome, everybody, to the Monday edition of the Locked On NHL Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank everyone who makes Locked On NHL your first listen every day. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you can get new episodes as soon as they drop. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Just download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. It is my pleasure to welcome back to the show the host of Locked On Carolina Hurricanes, Jared Ellis. And uh, Jared, this West Coast start to the road trip hasn't been easy for the Canes. What has been their biggest problem? during this difficult start to the road trip. Yeah, and it's not and first of all, thank you for having me back on the show, Gil. Uh but man, it's not even, you know, going, you know, to this road trip. I mean, you can go back you know, to like the start of the season, like the Hurricanes, they are not the team that we've come to know and expect over the past 5 years and it there's been a lot of blame put around uh you know, Obviously, uh, folks are looking at the goaltending situation of Ronta and Kochekov. Obviously, Anderson is still out and definitely with his blood clotting issue. And you know, the goaltending hasn't been great. And there's definitely some chatter of do they need to go out and trade for a goalie? Uh, I'm personally getting to that point where I definitely think it's getting time. They need to at least start looking around. But, you know, even you take that aside just the team out in front of the goalies has been doing nothing to help support those guys and really dysfunctional sloppy. I mean, the defense is looking like Swiss cheese out there and, you know, we've come to expect this team you know, to be one of, if not the best defensive teams in the league and for them to go out, look like Swiss cheese. It's, uh, it's not great. And there have been on multiple occasions of, Brenda Moore, Stahl, and other guys saying how there are guys in the locker room that aren't buying into what the Hurricanes are doing. And I really think that needs to be addressed quickly um, because, you know, we're, yeah, we still got a lot of hockey left right now. The puck just dropped on the game against Vancouver when we're recording this. So, yeah, there's, and it's early December. There's still a lot of time left to get things going. But the longer this goes on, the more concerned I'm getting because we aren't really seeing a lot of improvement. And it definitely feels like whoever it is, I mean, got folks are, of course, speculating on, you know, who it is and whatnot. Um, but I definitely think it's getting to the point where, like, if you can't get these guys on the same page, you just need to move on. I would much rather have 
a roster of like half AHL guys and everyone's on the same page. Everyone's going out there doing their job. And then, okay, they don't make the playoffs because right now this team does not look like a playoff team. And then have what we have right now of a very dysfunctional team that can't put things together and then then miss the playoffs again because, again, they're not looking very playoff-like right now. I mean, Rod Brindamore stresses defense. I mean, that mm-hmm. that is his M.O. Yeah. How is he handling this situation? Because it's got to be driving him crazy. Oh, I know it has to be driving him crazy. I mean, you talk about defense, him being M.O. He's a back-to-back Selkie uh, trophy winner. So it, he's obviously going to be pretty tight-lipped on this stuff, along with you know everyone else you know around the Hurricanes when it comes to this. So don't really know what he's doing and saying, you know, behind closed doors. Um, but you can definitely see some frustration starting to come out. Um, going back to the game against Edmonton, where they completely crapped the bed, you know, in the first period, it was over within the first minute. Okay. okay. And, you know, Edmonton scored two goals then. And, you know, he said uh, mid game, you know, they were on their way to losing what, like 15 to nothing or something like that. You know, he's definitely getting frustrated. He's started saying how folks aren't buying in, in these press conferences after games, which at first it was just players, mainly Jordan Stahl saying that, but I definitely, and you can kind of infer that he is subtly asking management to, you know, help him when it comes to roster, you know, whether it be first and foremost, I think they need to figure out their goaltending situation. And, you know, obviously in a trade, like, hey, you know, say so-and-so is, you know, a problem, you know, in the locker room. All right, you know, put that guy in that trade for X goalie. I definitely think he he's definitely starting to get frustrated. Uh, they really haven't had a rough patch like this since, like, the first half of his first year coaching when they went from second in the last league to the Eastern conference final that year. Uh, but you know, in then they didn't really have expectations on them back right. in 2018, 2019. They didn't then now going into the season, they were Stanley cup favorites. So you have this dysfunction on the team that you're dealing with right now, trying to get these guys on the same page, uh, trying, you know, to do whatever he can along with having all these eyes on you. Now, obviously Raleigh small market, you know, you're not going to have the eyes on you that like you would in like New York or Toronto or something like that. But when you're good, you have more eyes on you. So you figured that stress is also getting to him as well, but he does a good job hiding it for the most part, but you can definitely tell it's starting to get to him. Is management on the same page with Rod Brindamore? Do you think they're looking to ship out some of these players who are allegedly not buying in? And are they looking to bring in a goalie at this point? I think they got to be. I think it's clearly evident. You know, Brindamore, he has a good relationship with uh, Waddell and Dundon and the front office. He has a good relationship with those guys. So, and then obviously those those folks are seeing what's happening out there too. So they're saying, all right, you know, this is an issue here. This is an issue there. They're seeing all these issues. So they really, they've got to know, Gil. 
they they've got to know if they aren't then there's a problem and i mean i believe it was after the edmonton game sarah sivian now of bleacher report you know said that uh, on twitter that there's there's no excuse if they don't go out and get brenda moore a, a good goalie because again you your number one, uh, Brenda Moore even said it. Anderson hasn't really been healthy since he got here, since he signed that initial deal in free agency. There's always been something, which sucks, uh, because when he has been healthy, he has been really stinking good. I mean, think back you know, to I believe it was his first year or second year when like he was on he was on the verge of being a Vesna finalist, and then he tore I believe it was his MCL or or one of those things in his knee, and, and yeah, he just hasn't been healthy, and I think they really need to go out and get him. But back to what I was saying about Sivini, she said that if they don't, there's no excuse. What are you doing? Uh, but yeah, they they've got to fix this roster because you know their big brain money ball moves that they're trying to do in the offseason, like bringing in Lemieux on a cheap deal, bringing in De- bringing D'Angelo back on a cheap deal. You know, all these other like smaller moves. I mean, aside from like Orlov and Bunting, those were kind of the bigger ones. Like all these smaller money ball type moves haven't really panned out all that well uh, this season. And, you know, Lemieux, he just got back into the lineup in the game against Calgary, I believe it was. D'Angelo, he's been in the press box, which I do think that was the right move. He was just a traffic cone out there getting Chatfield on the ice. That was definitely the much better move. You can tell him and Orlov are starting to develop some chemistry uh, down on that third pairing. I think that's something that's key for Orlov uh, to develop here and get used to the system of having that consistent uh, defensive partner. And I just think that a lot of the moves they tried to do this offseason haven't really panned out as much. Uh, even like some of the other like smaller uh, moves, guys that I can't even remember their names. I, I remember a couple of those guys are more like AHL fringe type right, guys. Right. They've gotten traded. Like you didn't keep them around. So it just feels like they're making moves almost just to make moves. And also it's starting to feel like, hey, maybe having an AHL affiliate isn't the best thing because you look at the way your roster is functioning right now. And yeah, it it just feels like it's all over the place. And there's not there's not that direction that we're used Mm -hmm. to with this team. Well, let's see if the Canes can turn it around. Jared, why don't you tell our viewers and our listeners where they could find the podcast and where they could find you on social media? Yeah, you can find the podcast at Locked on Hurricanes wherever you are listening to this podcast, you know, whether it be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever it's going to be there, Sirius XM as well. It's going to be on their app and you can go find it over on YouTube at Locked on Hurricanes, where we will obviously be covering tonight's game against Vancouver, as well as the remainder of the road trip against Ottawa detroit and it's not a road trip game but you know they're back home uh in on the 15th against nashville in the second half of a back-to-back against that game against detroit uh not intentional wearing the tiger shirt i just realized that as i say detroit but you can also find me at jared ellis underscore 96 hopefully fingers crossed things will turn around for the hurricanes all right jared thank you so much Mm -hmm. thank you
Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. And with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit only available to U.S. customers. It is great to welcome back to the show the co-host of Locked On Avalanche, Shaggy Von Doom himself, Kyle Sullivan. And uh, Kyle, kind of a rough time for the Avs right now. Still in first place, not all gloom and doom, but not playing the kind of hockey you expected them to play. What's going on in Denver right now? Oh, that's a wonderful question, my friend. It depends on which side of the fan base you ask. Because, again, you are correct. They are sitting number one in the Central. And this goes back to that Tom Brady debate. Like, yes, you are first as the Patriots, but you're in a weak division. The same could be said for the Colorado Avalanche. It doesn't take a lot to sit at the top of the Central right now in the state of the Western Division. But the Western Conference, it's the Avalanche. Yes, they're statistically a good team. But we all have eyeballs, and we're all watching these games. And for the Avalanche to drop games against the Winnipeg Jets and the Philadelphia Flyers, and the nature that they do, you mentioned the Colorado Avalanche. You think of players like Nathan McKinnon, Kale McCarr, Miko Rantanen, with the new acquisitions of Ryan Johansson, Tomas Tatar, Miles Wood, Ross Colton. Sounds like an all-star team. Nobody is playing like an all-star. There is no leadership on this team right now because the captain, Gabe Landeskog, has been out for about a year and a half. And nobody is stepping up into that leadership role, and it shows. This team could, in their sleep, score three goals a game. And it's just not translating right now, and it's frustrating for the fan base. Losers of four out of five as of now, although there was a loser point in there, uh, in the mix. What is the biggest problem that this team is having on the ice i mean the leadership definitely an issue kind of harder to to correct but but how what what, what's causing them to struggle on the ice right now honestly if you watch a game wire to wire you watch the full 60 minutes there's just no push the avalanche that everybody likes to know and remember is that that cup run avalanche team they all rallied around blink 182's all the small things because that's what it took to put that team together to win the Stanley Cup. All the small things. Currently, this Avalanche team, there are no small things being put together. There's a lot of lines completely checking out. Me and uh, Chris Vaselli, my co-host over on Locked On Avalanche, we talk about individual lines that stand out because this team is so deep. You could talk, a lot of teams get the opportunity to talk top six. The Avalanche could talk about a top nine. Top 12 on some nights. And Ross Colton, Miles Wood, they have been just fan favorites so far. But when they take the night off, everybody takes the night off. Ryan Johansson, Valerian Nachushkin, Miko Rantanen, 
when they check out, they check out. And teams, when you're the Colorado Avalanche, they're going to play their best game against the Colorado Avalanche because you want to prove yourself against a team comprised of such talent. And you can't take a night off against anybody. Is there somebody in this locker room right now who can assume the leadership position or do you think this team needs to make a move to bring in somebody to, to help be a leader in the locker room? Well, if you ask who is the leader on this team, everybody would point to Nathan McKinnon, but that's a role that he will tell you. That's Gabe Landeskog. He is the captain of this team and I'm not going to take a letter. This team knows what to do, which he's not wrong. Going out and getting a leader. They just got Ryan Johansson, who played for the Nashville Predators. He knows something about leadership. It is kind of awkward to come into a cup to a recent cup champion and try and usher yourself as a leader, but he has those qualities. Tomas Sitar has been in the league since 1881. He knows <laughs> he knows how to be a leader as well. He's been in some locker rooms, good and bad. This team has leaders. Nobody's stepping up to that role. You have Devontae's, who could be a leader, a quarterback. You have Kale McCarr, a generational talent, who could tell you a thing or two on how to pony up and play the game. Nobody's stepping up to that role right now. You could bring in anybody right now. They could have went out and got Patrick Kane. He would not have been the leader because this team has leaders. Nobody wants to be the leader right now. Is it almost like they have too much respect for Landeskog that they don't want to step on his toes, so to speak? It's one of those that we found success one way, and we're not going to mess it up. We know how to do this, but nobody is doing the things to do that that they did before. It's following the same script, but not the same actors, expecting the same results. It's a little bit of insanity right now, and when things don't happen, everybody gets frustrated. But you have to put in the work. You have to put in the effort. And none of that's happening right now. And you'll see when the Avalanche win games, it's because the lines are feeding off each other. The adrenaline, the mojo, the momentum, they feed off each other. But when you start a game and Miko and Nate come off the ice, not making shots, everything's just out of sorts, it falls all the way down. And then the Avalanche are just climbing up a mountain all game long. Team defense hasn't been as good as it has been in the past. Is this a goaltending issue? Is this a team defense issue or a little bit of both? Well, <clears throat> Kale McCarr is a generational talent. Devontae's is also, in the shadow of Kale McCarr, but a generational talent. He has an astounding hockey IQ. It is very underrated in the National Hockey League. Two of incredible defensemen. You have Josh Manson, Bowen Byram, Jack Johnson. Filter in whoever you want on defense. They are set on defense. Alexander Yorgiev, fantastic goalie. Good enough to win you games. The forwards don't have cohesion and neither do the defense. And when the defense doesn't trust themselves, there's a lot of overplay and underplay. And you leave Yorgiev getting peppered in shots. When was the last time we talked about the Avalanche getting outshot? It happens a lot now. And it doesn't matter if you have Patrick Waugh back there. If you're letting up that many shots, just jumbled up when you're 
you have your less confident defenseman camping out in front of your goalie, screening your own goalie. There's, it has to be cleaned up. And it's not the quality, it's just the performance that has to be cleaned up. Because the players that they put on the ice, on paper, this is a fantastic team. Execution is where they're lacking. So what, if anything, can the coaches do to wake this team up? They have tried swapping the lines. They have tried putting Miko on the second line, Nathan McKinnon on the top line. Injuries have made it to where there's been a necessity of swapping lines, and it's been one of those to fire everybody up. The response rate is not there. It's a little concerning, and it's one of those things that you are doing almost everything to get things going and nothing's happening. And it's going to be one of those where the team has to look at themselves and say, this is enough. First in the central is not good enough. You want to win games. You don't want to lose games against the Philadelphia Flyers. You're the Colorado Avalanche. You should be a better team. At home, no less. At home where it was the safe place. Like you are the bet, like an incredible team on home ice. And if on military appreciation night, and you're, you're putting an effort like that, the team has to get embarrassed, which they already have. 8-2 against St. Louis earlier this year. You're going to have to figure it out, and somebody has to say, enough. They're almost there. Kyle, why don't you tell our viewers and our listeners where they could find the podcast and where they could find you and your co-host on social media? The number one place you can find Locked on Avalanche, if you search us on YouTube, we're there. Hey, leave us a like. Leave us a subscribe. Jump in the YouTube comments. We're right there. You can find us on Twitter, which is X. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us every morning on any one of those. But if you follow us on YouTube, that's where you get us first. All right, Kyle, thanks. Always a pleasure to have you here. It's always an honor, my friend. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. A player on your team could score 50 goals. Your favorite team could hoist the Stanley Cup, and you can win big playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whether studs like McDavid, Ovechkin, or McKinnon will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in any given game. To win a 100 times bet on sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, hockey fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with sleeper. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and a locational availability. It is my pleasure to welcome back to the show the host of Locked On Florida Panthers, the one and only Mondo man, Armando Velez. And uh, Armando, another win for the Panthers on Sunday. Uh, Pretty consistent winning lately, but some extracurriculars going on that going to need to be followed up. What are you hearing right now? Yeah, uh, as we're recording this, nine forty p.m. on a on a Sunday night, uh, Eric Benson will be will be uh, having a hearing uh, tomorrow uh, under Rule forty six point two aggressor for the altercation that happened with Nick Cousins on Sunday afternoon at Nationwide Arena. So n- now now looking at it, 
and from this whole game in general for for the Panthers and and the Blue Jackets as far as specifically on that one uh everything as far as everything that escalated you have to go back to with a minute left in the first period where Gabranson had a, a hit up high on the far side half on on Nick Cousins with about a minute left and for it, it's crazy because the the second period for the Panthers and the the Blue Jackets, no goals, not a lot of activity going on. The Panthers only surrendered five shots on goal in the second period and then everything within the first 30 seconds. And even the broadcast for the Panthers uh, mentioned that about the Panthers' last penalty-free game that happened, which happened in 2017 against the Arizona Coyotes, and then all that altercation happens and, and all. But thankfully, most importantly, Nick Cousins is okay as far as that. Yeah, that obviously is very good news to hear. And look, this team has been winning a lot lately. They're getting healthier. Talk to me about what the keys are to the success in recent games for the Florida Panthers. It's been, for for the Panthers, it's really mostly been about the defensive side of the puck for, for them. And it's crazy because of how they, what they were just a few years ago, over, over four goals a game, and all the running gun style, and then having to change all the growing pains that happened last season, not getting their first three-game winning streak until late January or early February. Now we've seen the Panthers have quite a lot of them after after Sunday's game against the Columbus Blue Jackets. That's a three-game winning streak right, right then and there for, for the Panthers. But it, it's crazy because it's really what the Panthers have done five-on-five five and also the goaltending. Both the goaltenders, Ant Stolarz and Sergey Bobrovsky, are at a 9-12, 9-13 save percentage around there. And that that's the performance that you need to have on the defensive side. But it also comes down to that top line for the Florida Panthers. The, 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 the grouping, mostly, of Sam Reinhart and Alexander Barkov together. And they've had, they've had to have Evan Rodriguez and Carver Hagee switch in and out uh, here here and there on the top line. The last two games, have, uh, the last game and a half has had Verhage on that top line, but it's really been Sam Reinhart and Alexander Barkov really clicking. Barkov is at a, at a plus 20, which leads the NHL, which is tied for the NHL lead in plus minus. Only, only has been on the ice for six goals against at even strength this season. And let's also not talk about Sam Reinhart what he's doing fifth and fifth in the NHL in points uh, third in the third in the NHL in goals and tied for first with mo- with the most multi point games th- this season it- it's just incredible for what this Florida Panthers team has, has done i know th- this team has been mostly top heavy for the most part as far as the forward group but they're getting contributions on the, uh, from the blue line as well All, only one player has more goals than Oliver Ekman Larson as far as defensemen, and that's Quinn Hughes. Only one person has more than, than OEL uh, as as far as that. So they got contributions of that, and got to give credit to the OELs, the Dmitry Kulikovs. What happened in the first sixteen games before Brandon Montour and Aaron Ekblad came back to the lineup as well, and and it's just about it's just about the other guys starting to get going. Etulus Duranen is now on a two game goal streak for for the Panthers as well. Anton Lundell is now starting to get going as well for for the Panthers and just it's just really been a lot of things plug plugging in and and just going right for the Panthers and that includes seven of their last nine games the Panthers have gone perfect on the penalty kill after after the team really struggled out of the gate which and 34 of 37 in that stretch Gil 
Very impressive. And again, another reason why this team is winning. Talk to me about Reinhardt on the power play because he seems very lethal with the extra attacker. Yeah, it, it, it for for the Panthers, it's just really about get getting in out up front and also the the guys setting him him up, and that includes uh, Matthew Kachuk uh, as well, who just has so much great vision on the ice. When you get the pucks down low and and you have so many eyes on Matthew Kachuk, you have that opportunity right there to feed uh, Sam Reinhart right in the bumper, and as well as out having Alexander Barkov out on that flank as well, which is so much helpful for him. And we we can't. We have to we have to mention this. When players are in a contract year, that's when they step up the step up the most. And Sam Reinhart is definitely in that in that category for for the Panthers, and it's definitely uh, it's definitely looking great for him. As far as the Panthers' ability to afford him, that remains to be seen with the with the cap going up four point two million as far as the projection. But right now, the Florida Panthers are really liking what they see in in Sam in Sam Reinhart as, as well as the guy who is there for rebound opportunities as well and just has so much great vision as far as when he's going north south and then when you have an opportunity to when you're getting to the corner and and an opportunity for a backhand feed in the middle you there he just has so much great vision on the ice and also to mention to mention the the, the other teammates for for Sam Reinhart on, on the power play Barkoff today on Sunday got his first power play goal of the season Wow. 28 points at, in 24 games. And the Panthers aren't even at game 28. So, for, and, and just goes back to the whole defensive, uh, defensive uh, prowess for the Panthers that, that just carries, that will eventually carry over to the offensive end as, as, as well. So, just goes to show, even when one area of, of the ice isn't necessarily uh, clicking, it, because of the what the Panthers do defensively, eventually the goals will come for the Panthers. About to head west for a, a long road trip. What are the keys to continued success when they're on the road out in uh, California and the West Coast? Yeah, it just comes down to scoring first and and getting leads going into the to the to the second period as well. Because the Panthers they are nine zero and two now when leading after period one and, and 12 0 and two when it, it's lead or tied so that it just comes down to scoring first and and having and getting up to a good good start for the panthers and and really it's been how they've closed games as well they as far as forcing teams to the perimeter that's really been the panthers' bread and butter as far as late game situations and i know we mentioned unsung heroes as far as Oliver Ekman Larson and Dmitry Kulikov, but I got in to include someone like Kevin Stenland. He's the only guy in the bottom six who has more than more than five goals on on the season, and he's about to hit a career high as far as points. He's there in late situations when it comes to key defensive zone draws in order for the Panthers to get clears, and he's out on the main uh, PK unit as well for for the Panthers. Him and Etulu Saranen are 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 two guys who are paired together as far as as that. So it really comes down to continuing what you're doing whenever you're down a man, whenever whether it's whether it's a six on five in late game situations or whether you're on the PK about just not overextending yourself and putting yourself out of position so that there aren't those easy rebound opportunities for opposing uh, players. That's really what it comes down to. And thankfully for for the Panthers, this next one against Seattle, 
Seattle's on a six game losing streak right right now. Uh, excuse me, seven right now. Uh, so that that's really that's really going to be that's really going to be uh, not not not. It's not going to be an easy matchup because uh, the Panthers. Uh, it's never easy to go out west, but thankfully they have that. But as far as what's coming up, it's going to be tough. The Edmonton Oilers are hot. The Vancouver Canucks are one of the best uh, it, um, teams in the NHL. Look, it's crazy what happens when you have coaching uh, behind the bench uh, there. As far as that, and it's 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 not it's not going to be easier as far as uh, what the end of the road trip. Matthew Kachuk once again making a return to Calgary, even though Calgary is still figuring things out as well. But so far, so good. All right, Armando, why don't you tell our viewers and our listeners where they could find the podcast and where they could find you on social media? They can follow me on X at Monoman12. Follow the show account on X and Instagram at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And come on down for the ride because this is a really fun hockey team to watch. All right, Armando, thanks so much. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Gil. Always a pleasure. Don't forget, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. I want to thank my guest, Jared Ellis of Locked On Carolina Hurricanes, Kyle Sullivan of Locked On Avalanche and Armando Velez of Locked On Florida Panthers. I want to thank you for making Locked On NHL your first listen every day. Every dayers, we are here every day, Monday through Friday, bringing you the biggest stories from around the National Hockey League. I'm Gil Martin. I host the Monday edition of Locked On NHL and I co-host the Friday edition along with Rachel Donner. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe, and thanks for listening to and watching the Locked On NHL podcast.